It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 241, which was recorded on Monday the 13th of February 2023. This episode, entitled Tiny Plastic Chairs with No Cushions. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I'm joined today by three lovely guests, the first of which is Michelle Frechette, but I'm also joined by Chris Badgett and Dominika Milkshake. We're here to talk about WordPress, so that's exactly what we do. We spend a lot of time at the beginning talking about WordCamp Asia, which is happening towards the end of this week. We also touch upon the sad news that GoDaddy have had to let go of up to 8% of their staff. We then get on to WordPress 6.2 beta, which has been announced, and tell you how you can go about testing that. We also talk about the WP Community Summit. It's happening in 2023. Michelle has applied and you can too. We also talk quite a lot about AI generated images. Chris in particular has got a lot to show us, including hundreds and hundreds of avatar pictures of himself. The Page Builder Summit is coming around next week, and so we talk about how you can get into that. And then a little bit more AI about creating web pages. Is it going to get rid of all of our jobs? It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WP builds. Hello, hello, episode number 241 of the WP Builds podcast. I've just had a total catastrophe. I went to fill up no. my pint of water. Oh, it's now all on my lap. I'm sitting in a pint of water for the next hour and a half. Brilliant. <laughs> at, at least it's not hot coffee, right? <laughs> oh, you couldn't make it up. I mean, there's just a smooth floor and I just tripped. I don't know what. Anyway, at least it didn't hit my computer. So I'm still here. And I'm joined by three lovely, lovely people. We're going to talk about WordPress a lot. Um, but before we get to that, let's have the introductions. Firstly, over there, it's uh, it's Michelle Frechette. How are you doing, Michelle? I am well, thank you. How are you? I am. Yep. Honestly, uh, if, if you'd asked me 30 seconds ago, I would have said, fine. I think now the answer is wet. Soggy. <laughs> Soggy. Soggy is how I am. Yeah. Uh, ah, let's do the official introduction to Michelle Lowe. We know it's we know it's a good one. Michelle Frechette is the Director of Community Engagement for Stella WP at Liquid Web. She's the, she's called, she was called the busiest woman in WordPress by Matt Mullenweg. We were there. WordCamp US 2022. In addition to her work at Stella WP, Michelle is the podcast barista at WP Coffee Talk. She's the founder of Underrepresented in Tech creator of WP Career Pages, president for the board of BigOrangeHeart.org. I'm barely started. Director of Community Relations and contributor at PostStatus.com. No, I'm going to do it. I'm getting through it. Co-host of the WP Motivate podcast, co-host of the author, what are you, yeah, Audacity Marketing podcast, author, business coach, and frequent organizer and speaker at WordCamp, WordPress events. Michelle lives outside Rochester, New York 
where she's an avid nature photographer. Look behind her. You can see them. Uh, and you can learn more about her at meetmichelle.online. Now I'm going to take a drink. How are you, Michelle? All, all good? <laughs> I am now. <laughs> I'm, I'm headed to Thailand today. And oh, uh, we, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I finally gonna, got my passport. Yeah. So it's, it's I been am a heck of a week. <laughs> so not jealous, Michelle. There's no bit of me which wants to go to sunny Thailand. I want to stay here in dreary England. Oh, Lord. Yeah, we'll get on to that. We're also now, um, Dominica, I'm so sorry. I have absolutely no way into pronouncing your surname. May I ask, <laughs> so, so that I don't butcher it, can you tell us how to pronounce your name correctly? I'm so sorry. Sure. Uh, Dominica Mikshianita. Okay, I, I'm yeah. I, I'm going to record that, play it on loop, and try and get it. It's not for my tongue that one. But it's welcome. Okay. It's actually uh, when I when I had my internship in UK, uh, nobody could pronounce it, so they used to call me milkshake. <laughs> okay, <of> that's, <laughs> yes, that's so, so much more straightforward. Yeah. Okay, so it, we're joined today by Dominica Milkshake. She is the community manager at Hostinger. She's a digital nomad on a mission to spread happiness. Give us an insight into the digital nomad bit for a minute. Where have you Where have you recently been hanging out? Um, so I lived in Mexico uh, for three months, which was really, really lovely. Very, very nice and hot sunshine every day i feel like whenever i have the sunshine it's just like life yeah. is much better <laughs> yeah. um yeah. currently now i feel your pain nathan because i am in lithuania and um uh, we have very gray skies here so yes. i i know what you are going through yes but i'm flying to bangkok tomorrow so <laughs> Again, no jealousy there at all. Uh, just let's see if they can do the full WordCamp Asia trifecta with Chris. <laughs> Chris, before we introduce you, are you going to WordCamp Asia? Only on Twitter. I won't. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to hold down the gray with you. Nathan. There's another one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're joined by Chris Badgett. He's our third guest today. Uh, Chris used to be on this show when it first started. You were on like dozens and dozens of times and then you know just sort of saw the light and didn't come on again for ages but he's back uh, if you don't know chris chris is the ceo and co-founder of lifter lms he enjoys using and contributing to wordpress he's been doing so since 2008 he's also the host of the lms podcast anybody who doesn't know what an lms is i guess it would be good to clear that up what's an lms and what does lifter do it's a learning management system. So for creating online courses or training-based membership sites on WordPress, that's what Lifter does. That is what Lifter does. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. And appreciate you joining us. I know that for some of you, it's pretty early in the morning. Uh, first of all, if you are interested in sharing this podcast, the best way to do it is to go to, well, send people, go to Twitter right now, this second, and type in wp.com forward slash live and then share it. Uh, if you send people there, then they can comment. That's perfectly fine, but they'll need to have a Google account because it's YouTube comments. Another way of doing it, if you're in our Facebook group, you can do this. You can find the post over there. And in order to share your avatar and name, Facebook require you to click a link. It'll be at the top somewhere, but it's chat.restream.io forward slash FB. 
And if you do that, then we know who you are. Entirely up to you. Some people don't do it, and they just write their name as the first part of what they're writing. But yeah. Okay, let's see. <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't expect anything less. Just so that you know, uh, Dominica and Chris, Peter Ingersoll, every week, drops in a nice short weather report. And we always start the show with what the weather's like in Connecticut. I don't know how it began, but it, uh, it's, it's a thing. So let's see what the weather's like in Connecticut. Nice for you to join us. Thank you, Peter. Hello, it's one degree centigrade, 34 degrees Fahrenheit under sunny skies here in Connecticut. Temperatures will be well above normal today. Thank you. That's probably I about what you hear. That's exactly what I have here in Rochester as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tell me this, right, you American folk. What is it with Fahrenheit? I, yes. I mean, it's the it's most... It's just what we know. It's just the what most mental set of numbers, isn't it? It's, it's just like feet and yards. Yeah, yeah. It's the have... whole system. Everything. Everything is messed up in America. <laughs> yeah, but only... But you, like... you, Brits, you Brits made it up. It's called the imperial system. I know. I mean. I know. <laughs> it's absolutely... We... Check this out, right? We have this thing, and it's the only thing that we weigh it in, is ourselves... And we weigh ourselves in stone. Stone. Yeah. Stones. Yeah. The number of stone. I mean, which stone? <laughs> Who's got the stone that, you know, it's all measured by? I've no idea. Yeah. But we also use yards and feet. We use miles. Uh, quite a lot of people who were educated, you know, quite a while back, they're measuring things in feet and inches, whereas all the young people are measuring everything in centimetres. We could go off. <laughs> it's a complete tangent. And We justify- can agree on pints, though. Yeah, yay! Yeah, yeah. I've just measured out a pint onto my lap. I know exactly what that feels like. Oh dear, yeah. Okay, let's get on to the sort of WordPressy stuff, shall we? Very nice to have all three of you with us. I really appreciate it. Let me just share my screen. Okay, some blatant self-promotion just for a couple of minutes, if that's all right. This is WP Builds. This is the website where we got all the stuff. We produce a podcast episode on a Thursday. That's usually an interview or a chat with David Wormsley. David Wormsley's Facebook account, I think, was hacked this week. So if you go to see David Wormsley on Facebook, I don't know what you're going to get, but it probably won't be him. Um, The other thing to mention is that we do this show. It gets repackaged as a podcast episode, and it goes out tomorrow, so on a Tuesday. If you want to keep up to date with that, then stick your email into there and press the blue subscribe button and we'll, we'll keep you updated. We don't send out lots of junky emails. We just send out the ones letting you know there's a, a new episode. The other thing to say, <laughs> I am going to see how many times during the course of this episode I can say the words Page Builder Summit. There's one. Um, <laughs> and there's an advert right there uh, next to me. We need a tally. Yeah, that's right. Somebody keep track. Somebody keep track of the amount of times I say Page Builder Summit. There's two um, because it's on next week. It's starting next week, next Monday. It's from the 20th to the 24th of February, 2023. It's five days. The first four days of presentations and the last day is more more all about uh, networking and things like that. We've got loads of great speakers. You go to pagebuildersummit.com. You can see who they are. If you just sort of scroll down, you get a, you know, you get some more information about all of them. There they are. Lots of lovely, fine people. And uh, this is a, a good time to go remind on. people that we will not have this podcast next week because 
you'll be doing Page Builder Summit. That's a good point. Yeah, we won't be having this mm -hmm. next week because I'll be doing the Page Builder Summit. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so if you if you want to attend, it's completely free. The only caveat around that is that you can watch the videos for the first 48 hours for free. And if you want to keep them after that, we have an upsell, totally optional, but uh, you get to keep all the materials and the things that the speakers have added in. You'll be told about it when you sign up. So pagebuildersummit.com. That's three. And that's the number three, oh, isn't it? It's more than, it's more than three. Oh, is <laughs> it? Oh, are, are you actually keeping like, track? Oh, you that's have great. to like six now. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. No. Anyway, it, I've been working hard on it. So uh, <laughs> forgive me for that. A couple of comments dropping in. Max is joining us. Hi, Max. Nice to have you with us. He says, hello, everybody. We've also got, we've got Lana. Happy Monday, she says. And Courtney, Courtney from Amsterdam. Courtney, does that mean you're currently in en route to um, to Bangkok by any chance? I'm imagining that's what's going on there. But I've been following you. her online. She is en route. Oh, thank you mm -hmm. for joining us in the middle of your journey. That's amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's get on with the WordPressy stuff for this week. It won't surprise you to learn that the first thing we are going to talk about is WordCamp Asia. It is happening towards the end of this week. I think Contrib Day is, what is Contrib Day? Is it the Friday? It know? is, yep. Okay. Or Thursday. Thursday? Thursday the and then the 17th. Yep. 17th. Okay, yeah. Well, we'll ignore the days. It's happening on the 17th and it's going on through to the 19th. It looks like it's, it's going to be a really amazing event. Friday, I think. Is it? Okay, yeah. Thank <laughs> okay, you. Okay, I lost track of what's what. Yeah. It's the first WordCamp that's been held in Asia um, of this magnitude. Obviously, there's lots of more local ones, but it was supposed mm -hmm. to happen back in 2019. And honestly, I've, I've, sorry, 2020. Thank you. Honestly, I feel it was like a week before that the, the whole COVID thing swept out of control and the, it got pulled. I was I remember looking at social posts back then from some people who'd already arrived at the destination and they were having like a little bit of a vacation beforehand. Whole thing got kiboshed, uh, went mm -hmm. online, and now the real thing is happening again. Michelle, it sounds like you're not going. Oh, are you going? You are going. You're not going. You are going. You're not going. I can't decide. You did a post about it though. What? <laughs> It's called Michelle almost didn't make it to Asia. What what silliness? Yes. What did you do? I lost my passport. Oh. And had to get a new passport and oh. expedited it with three to five it says three to five weeks and it showed up in four weeks. If it had been not been here by last week, I would not have been able to schedule the travel. So it arrived last Monday and I was able to book all my travel and I will be getting on a plane in about six hours, seven hours, and uh, on my way through New York City to Paris to Bangkok. It feels like the passport is one of those objects that you take real good care of, and it goes in that drawer, you know, that drawer that we've all got, and there it goes. What, like, genuinely, were you tearing your hair out? It's got to be in that drawer. What happened to the drawer? Yes. As a matter of fact, it, ha it had to have been in between two drawers, and so I reported it uh, missing, and once you report it missing, doesn't matter if you find it, which I did. Um, you still have to get a new one. I found it. And I was like, oh, if I could only just use this one. But yeah, so but but it, the bottom line is um, it still has my married name on it because I had to do it quickly. So I'll be traveling as Michelle Ames, which you all have seen before. But um, but I got my passport and I am heading out this afternoon. 
I am I'm uh, speaking. Like, I'm speaking like, at WordCamp. Asia. I know. I was going to get onto that. Mm -hmm. You're doing a bit of speaking. What's your What's your presentation about? My presentation is called "Look for the Good," and it's about the fact that we've had three years of upheaval in WordPress and in our world, right, with the pandemic, et cetera, and more than pandemic, there's been floods and wars and all of these other things. But the one thing that's really carried me through, and I think a lot of other people too, is that WordPress has become more tight-knit and that if, that because we were forced to go online to meet people, we've actually been able to grow our networks in ways that we might not have been had things continued to be just in person. Yeah, that's a good so I've, point. I've strengthened relationships around the world for sure mm. because and met people that I didn't know before because everything was online. So, yeah, mm. I have a 10 minute. I'm flying all halfway around the world for a 10 minute talk and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's great. And uh, Dominica, you're going as well, right? Yes. Yes. Tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow. Yes. Are you are you there in like an official capacity? Are you going for hosting it or are you going yes. just to check it so out? So I'm going, I have like three roles. <laughs> so I am going as um, obviously part of Hostinger, which is awesome and amazing. And, you know, quite a few of us will be going. So it will be a very interesting experience. And, you know, to to uh, compare it, you know, WordCamp EU, uh, WordCamp US, WordCamp Asia, you know, how it will be like. I am also going as an MC. Um, so I will be uh, the hall leader on Sunday. Um, and I'm also going, and I am a little bit nervous about this, uh, but um, myself and Yvette from Yoast will be uh, leading the marketing table on the contributor day. Oh. And it's my first time uh, doing that, so I am nervous. And I told Yvette that she will be the chef and I will be the sous chef. <laughs> <So> <laughs> because I haven't done it before, but it's it's very exciting. So there will be a lot of things happening for me. And, you know, I think it will be fun. Yeah. And Chris, what can we say? You know, just commiserations, basically. <laughs> Have fun. I, did, I had to spread my WordCamp love around. So I will be going to Europe and U.S., but, oh, uh, you are yeah. going to go to the European one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be held in Greece later this year. And it looks like, well, Athens in particular. And it does look like it's going to be a really nice event. Oh, so that's good news. Oh, you'll have to come onto the show and we can uh, we can re re reprise this conversation. <laughs> that you'll be able to say that you went. I actually forgot about this. Well, not forgot, but um, forgot to put it into the show notes. But I'll quickly share it. I did a, a WP Tavern podcast episode with Naoko Takano. Um, about WordCamp Asia, and it's actually a really interesting conversation. She she was just trying to explain how they're trying to make it different, but also trying to explain why it's so important for that part of the world uh, to have this event. You know, for it to be a, a flagship event, and uh, and it's a it's really worth listening to, whether you're going or whether you're not going. It doesn't really matter. It's just a good listen. And one of the things that she made the, made the point of, which I picked up on, was about how it can be tricky for folk to, to get visas for places like, let's say, Greece or the United States if they want to attend WordCamp US or WordCamp Europe or something like that. And, and so hopefully... Especially the States. Yeah. I think, yeah. I actually, when I was coming to the States, um, I got stopped at the Border Patrol. Border Patrol, I guess yeah, that's how yeah. it's called. Customs, and 
and uh, customs, yes. And I was questioned for an hour and a half. Oh my I had to show that I'm I'm working for Hossinger. They even wanted to see my bank statements that actually Hossinger pays. And then like they kept asking the same questions over and over again, you know, the standard procedure. Wow. So I was like, oh my God, you really think I want to stay in the US? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't so take great. that personally. How about you, Chris? <laughs> no, <laughs> oh that's yeah okay well that is that's something i mean to be honest with you i remember the paperwork that i had to go through for for the u.s was was on a scale actually that i've never had to do before and i've been to the u.s several times but it's really it's really gone up a gear uh, obviously covid throws a lot of paperwork in your direction and you had to provide all of that proof that you'd been vaccinated and you know, download official documentation, in our case, from what's called the NHS, the National Health Service. But also there was all sorts of other documents. And I found it quite strange that I got all this documentation meticulously prepared. You know, I had it all in like this little folder so I could whip it out at the moment. And the guy, the customs to me just did barely looked at me. It was like, oh, yeah. uh, so I've just done all this. You could at least look at it. Um, but yeah, I'd probably have had, rather had the easy ride. But yeah, so that was her point, that it's incredibly tricky, very costly for people to make it over to that those parts of the world. So that's a, a really important point. So go and check that out. It's podcast episode number 62 on the WP Tavern. Okay, from good news... To bad news. I think this is unequivocally bad news. And we very rarely feature bad news, but I think this is worth mentioning. Um, okay, if you've been following on social media this week, oh, I have to say this first. Uh, GoDaddy are, or GoDaddy Pro is a sponsor of this podcast. So you just have to, full disclosure, you know, they, they help maintain this podcast. So that's important to get out there. But tragic news this week. Um, February the 8th, GoDaddy CEO Aman Bhutani, I think that's how you pronounce the name, uh, said that the global, 8% of the global workforce will be laid off. I suspect that all the people who are earmarked to be laid off have already found out about that. But essentially, it for me, obviously not being on the inside of the GoDaddy team, I, I didn't see this one coming. I just saw the press release and there it was. And so it was a sudden bolt out of the blue. I'm sure that all of us know a heap of people who potentially may have been caught up in this. I kind of immediately got myself on social media and tried to connect with people directly just to sort of see how they were. Um, and it's just hard, isn't it? The, the thing is, this isn't just GoDaddy. It seems to be across the board, Google, Facebook, all these companies laying off significant amounts of people. I think in Google's case, it was 12,000 redundancies. GoDaddy, I think it was in, in the mid-500s. So we're reporting on it, not with any you know delight or anything like that, but it's important to mention. So, yeah, have you got any thoughts on this? I don't know, Michelle, Amika, Chris, what you've got to say about this, whether you've noticed the tightening of the belts in your part of the world, in your companies? Uh, not here, not at, not at Liquid Web, at least not that I'm aware of. Um, no, but things are, things are, you know, progressing as, as normal um, there. But I will point out if you are somebody who has been laid off, 
go to my website that I built, wpcareerpages.com, and uh, it lists a lot, there's almost 100 different WordPress and WordPress-adjacent companies there, and it just is a link to their career pages. Uh, Lifter's on there, for example. Hostinger's on there, for example. So if, if they're hiring and you click through, you will see the um, the openings that they have. And usually every Wednesday, I tweet at least 10 openings or 10 companies that are hiring with openings. I, I will be probably taking a hiatus this week and next week because of travels to work camp Asia. Um, but go to wpcareerpages.com as a starting place looking for work because that's that's why I built it. It's uh, it's also, I've found the, the hashtag on Twitter, which in many cases gets cross-posted over to Mastodon, WP Jobs, hashtag WP Jobs seems to be a good one to follow as well because people seem to be yeah. widely widely using that okay thank you michelle yeah that's really useful wpcareerpages.com go check it out what about hosting how's it all going over there um well it's going really well um it's kind of the same we we're we're definitely not letting people go and and we are looking for people all the time um as we're growing in different regions so Definitely check out our careers page. And while we're at it, I just want to say, Michelle, how amazing. I always admire you, how many plates you're spinning at the same time. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I build this page and I do this marketing thing and I do this. And it's like, wow, like how many hours wow. you have in the day. So it's amazing uh, that you help out you. people. Yeah, Michelle, can manage to, Michelle can manage to spin multiple pages and I can barely hold on to a glass uh, <laughs> that kind of speaks volumes you, wp career pages was a pandemic lockdown project because i couldn't go anywhere on vacation so i thought well i'll use my vacation day to do something helpful to the world nice, so. nice. it is the most simple website you'll ever encounter it's basically a page but it's just got links that are helpful what about the lms industry chris i mean i know that in the pandemic well i'm guessing that in the pandemic the LMS industry kind of had a bit of a shot in the arm. I imagine it became way more popular. So that precipitous rise, which I'm guessing occurred, did it then lead to a precipitous drop? Has it gone off the other end or has it continued to grow? There was a, you know, a spike and then that particular cohort was a little more churn heavy. But the, the, the thing about the LMS industry that's interesting is it tends to benefit from challenges Pandemics one also when the tech, like the inflation job market stuff, it also puts pressure on people to do alternative streams of income, side hustle yeah. or reskill for change. Like let's say courses about how to use AI and marketing, SEO, uh, tech. So it's a it's a robust industry, particularly when there's challenges, which is kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's 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 where my head goes with the with the layoffs that are happening in tech and, and the, the pressure from AI, you know, Seth Godin wrote a great book called uh, Lynchpin. So how do you make yourself indispensable? So these are important questions in terms of, um, you know, competing or, or leading or managing in a world of AI. And also just in terms of what roles do, do tech companies look at when they do their first rounds of layoffs and stuff like that just kind of coming into that with eyes wide open and how can you reskill to make yourself more future proof? That's a really interesting point. And we will be coming back to the whole AI mm -hmm. thing in a minute, but um, 
Do you, you've noticed this in the past, have you? This is a trend. When there's layoffs in one industry, you find an uptick in LMS. People suddenly, they need something to do. They need to be busy generating income and creating courses around the knowledge that they've got. And WordPress knowledge is indispensable. There's loads of things that could be packaged up yeah. as courses if you've been into hosting or whatever it may be. Yeah, that's a Yeah, 100%. And I, I just see a lot of people uh, creating content content and courses on how to deal with the AI situation or how to leverage it, like how to do SEO in a world of AI, how to do, uh, how to be a freelance writer in the world of AI, um, how to, how to augment your writing with those things instead of be disrupted by it. So it's, uh, yeah, the innovation train continues. It actually accelerates. What did you say? Indispensable, how to make yourself in, that was the lin- the premise of this linchpin book, how to make yourself basically unsackable <laughs> exactly yeah it's ah. a great book seth godin has written a lot of books but that's my favorite one of his. that's a good one okay thank you um courtney's dropped into the comments thank you courtney courtney of course does work for GoDaddy. uh the wordpress community has been amazing at reaching out to impacted team members thank you folks yeah that that's good to hear i confess i don't know anything about those conversations in the background but um maybe maybe there will be some um, silver lining for some of the people um, who've managed to find uh, other work either in me or already or in the near future but yeah thanks Courtney and safe travels if you don't give us another comment okay so that is indeed sad news but it was important to mention it let's go on to something a little bit different this is a bit nerdy this is the WordPress proper news this is uh, that WordPress 6.2 beta 1 is open for testing If you know how open source software on the scale of WordPress works, then they don't just throw out new releases of WordPress randomly. Hopefully, lots of people pound on it, volunteers pound on it, try to figure out what's broken, um, make suggestions, and then it goes through this beta phase, uh, various iterations, and hopefully at the end of it, when WordPress 6.2 does ship, all of those bugs will have been squashed. Um, if you want to help, you can go to this article. It's it's on wp.org, wordpress.org. It's just called WordPress 6.2 Beta 1. It explains how you can uh, do that, and it explains how you can get a version of, of the beta and how you can report back and exactly what they would like help in testing. There's a whole bunch of new features rolled up into WordPress 6.2. Too many to talk about here, really, and we've mentioned them loads of times in the past. Chris, as a plugin guy... Um, this kind of stuff must be your bread and butter, I would have thought. You know, when you get a release of this, presumably to make Lifter immune to problems when it first comes out, you must be pounding on this as well, I'm guessing. Yeah, one of our product philosophies is the WordPress way. So when, you know, as the block builder and the interface there innovates, we go lockstep with that so that we're just compatible with the future. So yeah, that we're just constantly... We have a bunch of new block stuff that's getting ready to come out that leverages a lot of these things. Um, But I will say I'm also super excited as a marketer for what's coming next, part three, where we're doing collaboration, which they mentioned in that article. Um, I know a lot of people who use Google Docs when we really, it would be great if we used WordPress natively Mm -hmm. from, from, you know, initial concept to finished content. which a lot of people do, but uh, I mean, I, I find myself using Google Docs a lot, and I, I'm just really excited to see WordPress uh, attack this issue of multi-person collaboration. Mm-hmm. I would, I would have absolutely no hesitation in using WordPress 
for collaborative documents if that feature was robust. I, I would probably start to use it in preference because of all the great things you can do with the blocks. But given any document that I need to share with people, there's there's just no chance that I'm using WordPress at the moment. It's always going to be, I think, it basically Google Docs 100% of the time for me, and I probably produce 10, 15 Google Docs a week. And if I could have those hosted on my own infrastructure and collaborate and use all the blocks and all of that, yeah, that would be truly brilliant. I've got a feeling it's going to be a really difficult task to pull off. Well, um, I just want to say there's been some validation with that with Anil over at um, Multidots. They have a plug-in solution called Multicollab where they're already kind of innovating into this space. So it's, it's coming. My, um, I guess my, con my concern is for people who've got you know, really budget hosting plans. I guess if you, you know, if you're paying a boatload for your hosting, you know, that call back and forth from the server is probably going to be handled beautifully. But um, yeah, I imagine it'll be much more difficult. So we'll have to see. Uh, there was an episode that I did with a guy called Steve Burge from Publish Press. He talked about this with me for an, an hour or more. Um, and yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in there. That will be a really nice addition. So go check it out. Help with the project if you can. Michelle, Dominica, anything you want to add about 6.2 before we move on? I um, I added it to this list today to look at for two reasons. Number one, I thought it was important. Number two, I just wanted to hear you say beta several times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Okay, page builder summit. Page Builder Summit, you've got two more tick marks to put down. <laughs> I'm going to make you work for that. <laughs> what do you say? You say beta, right? Beta. Beta, yeah. Be be beta. It's, beta. it's got a D it's the way you beta. say it, right? Beta, beta, bit of D. Uh, well, beta, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I took to somebody in Greece and ask them because it's a, I, is it not a Greek I word? Took I yeah, I, I took nine credits of Greek in college, so I think I know what I'm doing. But you Okay, know. all right. She's thrown down the gauntlet. Okay, all right. I've got some research to do. Somebody go to chat GPT and ask it, how do you say that word? And it'll probably write me a text prompt, which won't help in any way, shape, or form. All it's right, actually beta. So, like, that's where we get the word alpha. <laughs> no, is it? Alphabet, is it, really? it is. Oh, no. We get the word alphabet oh. from that because it's alpha, beta, right? So You're none so of us smart. say it right. You're everywhere all at once, and you're so smart. <laughs> By the way, I watched that film this week. Has anybody seen that film yet? Yes. Everywhere, everything, I have seen it. everybody, oh all goodness. the time, everywhere, it all at once. It was wonderful. I, I literally was, really was transfixed. I, I there's very rarely a moment when I'm sitting there and I'm, mm -hmm. you know, trying not to blink. It was that good. And then I put my really uh, put my young son, well, he's not that young, he's, he's, you know, growing up, put him in front of it. And he had exactly the same experience. It was just like, you have no idea what's going to happen next. And you have no idea what's going to happen next. And it's just, you know, the fingers. And you'll never... Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. You'll the never... I... You'll never... The hot dog. You'll never no. look at hot dogs or bagels the same again. No, 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 yeah. no. It's a, it's a hot recommendation, but don't watch it if you've had a beer because you've got no chance. You're not keeping up with that plot. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, anyway, there amazing. we go. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, let's move on. Right, Community Summit. This is over on WP Tavern. Sarah Gooding wrote an article. By the way, Sarah Gooding, she's a bit like you, Michelle. She manages to just keep pushing great stuff out truly amazing yeah. since she's justin awesome. left she's just managed to keep the whole 
ship pushing forward. So bravo, Sarah. Thank you. Um, Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So she's got a piece. It was 7th of February. It's called WordPress Opens Applications for 2023 Community Summit. I confess I'd not even heard of this event before. And probably the reason for that is because it last happened in France, Paris, France in 2017. And it's an invite only event, but you have to sort of, you have to get yourself on the invite list and it's going to happen for three days amongst, amongst the select invitees. And they're going to really just toss around the idea of what WordPress is, what the community means. Michelle, I think you've applied, right? Because you're not busy enough. Um, you've applied. And <laughs> I did how, apply to attend. What, and I actually threw a topic out as, as something that I could present there. So, And my my remembrance is that this a box with WordCamp US, right? So it's it's that three day event, and then immediately afterwards, Mm -hmm. okay, immediately afterwards. And dare I ask, what did you submit as your as your chat? Yeah, so you know I'm you know I love photography, and the photography team is one of the newer teams um, with WordPress. And you know I I love photography. See it on the back here. Um, I'm one of the moderators on the photography team, and I am actually I'll be at um, I'll be staffing the table for Contributor Day at WordCamp Asia as a, a photographer there as well. And so I submitted the fact that we need to grow the community library that we have the the direct photo directory as a way to I don't like the word recruit people into uh, WordPress, but as a way to introduce to people that you can get a badge and you can start that like feeling of being involved with the community and contributing simply by submitting a photo that gets published to the photo directory. You can get your first badge ever on your WordPress.org. Um, uh, okay, I actually profile. saw you, I saw your um, question during the uh, Matt's Q and A. Um, and, um, we have a Slack channel in, in, in our company for like people that share pictures and stuff. So I shared the link that people can upload their pictures. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully fingers crossed people will do that, which is, it was just really nice. You know, your, this initiative. That's wonderful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's all open source. So you agree to, you know, put your photo out there for other people to use without attribution. And uh, I've been using them. I've been using pictures from from there. And ac- actually, in my weekly roundup now for post status, I choose a photo from the photo directory, put it in my weekly roundup um, on on the post status website, and give um, you know attribution to who it was that contributed and link a link through to their WordPress profile. Um, yeah, thank you, Michelle. I just. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get a T-shirt made for you or something with a speedometer on it, and it's just at, like, it's maxed out of the amount of things that you, you're doing. It says on this post here, in the past, the Community Summit was created to provide an opportunity of contributors to have an important discussion uh, and open communication channels about their work in the future. A few proposed topics, including streamlining contributions to components of Gutenberg that are already part of WordPress core, the importance of performance, strengthening the contributor pipeline, and so on. And you can apply. There's a link at the bottom which goes over to this website, which is make.wordpress.org, maybe Google, or don't. You'll find out later. Uh, apply to attend the 2023 Community Summit and do do like Michelle. That's the T-shirt I'm going to make. Be like Michelle. 
god. That's what I there'll be a speedometer one. and then it'll say be like Michelle. And there'll be a great big picture of Michelle's head. Uh it's gonna be brilliant. I'll be <laughs> I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation that week. <laughs> You're not actually having a vacation. Don't try to fool us. You don't take time off. No, uh, I do okay. though. I oh, do. do you? Okay. Um, let's move on. This is a really nice piece. The a, a chap that I confess I didn't uh, see at WordCamp US, but the name is Alex Stein. Um, Alex Stein has been awarded the first ever uh, accessibility fellowship. Um, it's the piece is over at the WPCommunityCollective.com. It's a press release dated the 7th of February. You see, this is the Americans again. Look, this crazy dating system that they've got here where the month comes first and then you've got the, de- the day after that. Who does that? Uh, the Americans is the answer to that. I'm in such trouble. Dominica, I don't know what you've done to me. You've made me like this staunch anti-American guy on this episode. I'm going to rein it in a bit. Um, God, it's backwards. It's backwards. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Who writes like this? It doesn't make sense yeah. like, <laughs> at you. all. Thank you. I'm going to start a new <laughs> podcast all about that. Uh, he has been <laughs> awarded the scholarship, um, but my understanding is in order to activate the scholarship and for, for it to be sent in his direction, the the amount that's requested needs to be fulfilled. And so, again, in the show notes will be a link to opencollective.com, um, and you're going to then go forward slash the WPCC, which stands for the WP Community Collective, and you'll see down here are a bunch of things which are hoped to be financed. And this is the one I think that involves Alex. I hope I'm getting this right. Um, and at the moment, of the fifteen thousand dollars which are hoped to be raised, we have a grand total of one thousand and twenty-seven. So if anybody feels that they could dip into their pockets to make it happen for Alex, that would be really great. Any commentary on this? Alex is just, he's amazing. And I'm really grateful to the collective for selecting him uh, for Accessibility Fellow. He gives tirelessly to help people make their websites and organizations make their websites more accessible. And he does a great job. He does a lot through... um, uh, meetups and he's had other web he's actually um, critiqued one of my websites underrepresented in tech so that we can make it better and he does a great job so I think that it's very well deserved it says on the the website here Alex has been an active contributor in WordPress since 2016 his personal experience as a fully blind individual gives him a unique perspective on the challenges that people with disabilities face using and working in WordPress. He aims to help everybody have the same access to information, no matter what capabilities they are working with. And then there's a quote from Alex, which I think I'll read in full if you don't mind. I am excited to have the opportunity to give back to the project that provided me with my start in the technology field. I could not continue to give back at my current capacity Without this generous program, I will help ensure WordPress becomes more accessible and I will fight to have the community as a whole adopt new principles that will ensure accessibility is the first thought, never the last. Yeah, really a truly great story. That's great. So I guess in order to make that a reality, um, some of us need to dip into our pockets, head over to that website there. Dominica and Chris, anything to add to that story? Uh, well, I love Alex. I have met him in WordCamp US. He's a really cool guy. 
um, he he joined us on the contributor dinner we were organizing and it was just lovely to speak to him and you know for anyone that comes new into the space and for ev anyone that is doesn't have um, you know some sort of disability it's it's very um, like it brings you down to to earth to see how people other people deal with it and you know to take it from their perspective so um yeah it's really amazing what he's doing i really appreciate that yeah yeah indeed thank you chris anything on that i just want to give a shout out to amber hines who's in the picture with him she's done yeah. a lot for accessibility in the community and uh i saw them both at work camp us and it's, it's just great to see this this work being done yeah really really nice um getting back to the whole date fiasco date gate is what i'm going to call it uh peter seems to have some insight he says the day month position switches a bigger issue than the attention it gets you'll have to you'll have to explain uh all i know is that if the if the number is less than 12 and i read an american date it could easily be one or the other and i get totally I get messed up by that. Uh, thank you to Rob Cairns. Love the work that Amber does as well. Yeah, credit to a whole, whole bunch of people in the accessibility mm -hmm. team. I don't know if you've ever done this, and, and for, forgive me. What I may, what I'm about to say, may sound crass, and I do apologise if what I'm about to say offends anybody. But have any of you ever done that experiment where you 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 close off your eyes? and you try to use the internet, um, it, generally speaking, and me included in the, in the pages that I produce at WP Builds, it is a total catastrophe. You know, it is so breathtakingly hard. There's so many things which we love to see on web pages. You know, they slide around here and they collapse over there. And, and a lot of it is just the antithesis, antithesis of what I imagine people like. Uh, Alex would wish for. Um, yeah, I, I did that several months ago because I had a podcast episode with Joe Dolson and we were talking about this exact thing. <laughs> and yeah, it was really salutary. It just, it made me realize just how closed off the vast majority of the internet is. And frankly, it's not fair. I'm sorry if that came out back to front or, you know, didn't sound right. No, I think it makes sense. Yeah, okay. absolutely. All righty, let's move on. Doo -doo -doo. Right, we're going to get into the AI that we always, <laughs> we always get into AI. And thankfully, uh, you can be sure that this podcast is basically driven by AI. That's what, uh, that's what Rob Payne says. This podcast is all <laughs> done by ChatGPT. Do you know ChatGPT, whatever it is, ch uh, what is it, the thing behind ChatGPT, GPT something? It's going from version three to version four soon very soon yeah. and apparently it's going to get a lot better well, i don't even know what that means it's already crazy good uh so on wordpress.com anybody using wordpress.com um you can now do the whole ai thing inside of some new blocks again sarah gooding hat tip to her she's written an article all about this to be honest with you, she she I guess she wasn't really complaining about the the, the implementation by WordPress.com. It's more that the AI itself. She asked it to produce pictures of of real living creatures, so dogs and cats and humans and all that kind of stuff. And typically, when it tries to do those kind of things, at least in my experimentation, you end up with the fingers like in Everything Everywhere all at once. <laughs> um, 
And but that's true, isn't it? I produced some the other day, and and it, it, I can't even like this. This there was a collection of fingers which literally looked like spaghetti, and there were too many <laughs> fingers. But then if you looked at it in another way, there weren't quite enough. It was all very alarming. Uh, and yes, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> The AI itself is in question there. You know, don't try to get it to produce accurate pictures of, of people. But when it comes to sort of scenes like the one that I'm showing on the screen now, I'm, I'm showing you a screen of what looks like a, I don't know, it looks like a fairy tale kind of snow scene that a child might have put together for nativity project at school or something. It's pretty good. It looks probably like the prompt. It says a snowy village with an ice skating pond, a small bridge, a library and shops lit from inside. That's what it is. It's pretty good. Anyway, now you can do all of this from inside of a WordPress block on .com. It can also do text. So as we do every week, let's open up the debate about AI and how it's going to kill us all, shall we? <laughs> what do we what do, what do we think? I mean, this is cool. It's in, you know, it's in .com now. You can obviously short circuit the creation process. I, I love this topic and I want to drill down really deep inside of this. So let's have all your thoughts. I think it's amazing, personally. I mean, if we can make AI do all the boring stuff for us, then we're only left with fun. I mean, <laughs> this is the whole point. Let the robots work for us. Yeah, the, I mean, history shows that never kind of pans out, does it? The idea that... <laughs> You know, if you uh, if you look back at like documentaries from the 1960s, they were talking about the autom autom automation that was going to happen, and look how much time we'll be able to spend on the beach. I think I think we all work harder now than we ever did, and the or the automation didn't really make any of that go away. So, I I admire your optimism, but I uh, I don't know I don't know if it's going to get rid of all the dull jobs in that way. Uh, but thank you, that was a, a good insight. <laughs> I, uh, I argue go ahead, Michelle. I was just gonna say I, I did a demo. I, I received a demo from Andrew Palmer with Bertha AI. And so he was showing me how it works and all of these things. And he was using rock climbing as the, uh, you know, the topic to introduce to writing articles and setting up courses and things like that. And then he said, Oh, and it's even got this image creation. And so he was typing in prompts to do image creation for rock climbing. Only the knees of the quote unquote person climbing were bent like the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That would make rock climbing incredibly difficult. <laughs> I don't rock climb, but I can only assume it's when flamingos go direction. rock climbing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I don't think we're in danger at this point of losing our jobs for those kinds of things. However, I think it's interesting. And I think that there's lots of opportunities to use it. But Chris, um, what were you going to say? I was just going to make a comment on what you said, Nathan, around automation and free time. I think there's like a couple of factors there. One of them is, you know, mechanical and uh and engineering related, but the other is economic. So when it comes to uh, sort of the macroeconomics of inflation and cost of living and student loan debt and all these other things, I think the fact that we're busier than we ever have been is not just because the robots didn't help. I think there's a lot of other factors going on there too, particularly in how money works in our society. So just throwing that idea out there, but I'm super excited 
like D- Dominica said with, uh, you know, let, have more fun, you know, like for me, I'm not necessarily excited when I need to go find a featured image for a post. Right. So if yeah. I can just ask the robot to the, Hey, do it in this style. I need it to look like this. I tweeted something the other day where um, I was like, man, I wish Canva could do that. Cause that's kind of where we go to like create a standardized graphic for like a, um, a post or whatever. I I tweeted that on Friday and then I saw like today that now they have AI and Canva. It's like everywhere. And and maybe I missed it. Maybe it's always been there at least recently, but it's just happening really fast. But I I think there is a concern. Like, is there going to be this musical chairs where all of a sudden there's no chairs left for the humans? And I think the answer is there will always be a place, but we're not really clear on what the end game is here yeah i i think that's a brilliant analogy and i think not only will will there be less chairs but there'll be tiny chairs that are very uncomfortable to sit in <laughs> yeah uh, there'll be no cushions at all that's completely <laughs> off the menu yeah i don't know i think it's i think it's really interesting but you're right ai is creeping into every single interface now in ways that i just didn't even think so here we here we are looking at this wordpress.com interface i think if you'd have said to me even 12 months ago you're going to be able to just type words and out will pop an image all right we can argue about whether the fingers are you know functional or whatnot but 12 months ago, there was no expectation, from me at least, that that would even be possible, even in my lifetime. And now yeah. now here it is. And you've got other industries which are also receiving you know, similar things. So copywriting, I imagine SEO will go under this as well. And um, it, music is even a thing. Google have launched this project last week where they can, they can create I mean, it's Muzak, really. I think most of it sounded like the sort of stuff you would wish to listen to in, uh, or not wish to listen to in a supermarket. In an elevator. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that sort of thing, you know. And when you clicked on the toggle for voices, they haven't got the language model in there, so it just created like this choir type effect. You couldn't actually, you know, there were no lyrics or anything, but it it was, it sounded like it. I guess, I guess my concern is though, it's, it'll be like death by a thousand paper cuts. And I, I, I am definitely playing the devil's advocate. I don't actually have a sort of doom approach to this, but it's, <laughs> it's much more fun if I do. Um, but the, just the notion that tiny little bits of work disappear from the human domain and go into the AI domain. So, you know, the, the thing that you said, Chris, it's not fun to find a featured image. No, nah, it isn't. But somebody had to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that job maybe just sort of gets away. And honestly, if you said to me, if I was an employer and and I've got a big company and I've got a team of 10 copywriters and five illustrators and somebody comes and says, do you know what? We could be more profitable. We only need three illustrators because we can use AI. And let's get down to seven copywriters because we think we can farm a proportion of this out to to the AI. Let's just see how that goes for a bit. That's a very persuasive argument if economics are the only thing that you're thinking about. And so there go five jobs and then then a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And before you know it, we've all got chains around our necks and we're sitting on tiny plastic chairs and there's no cushions. That's the name of this episode today. Tiny plastic no chairs with no, no cushions. cushions. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it's, it's. But nothing will replace the human connection. Like, look at us sitting Correct. here, like talking to each other. Like, no AI can do this. I mean, even if they can have a conversation, like, we're humans and we have souls within ourselves. And that is the most magic and special thing about humans. And we will evolve together. Like, just like a lot of people thought, you know, like, factories and whatever will replace people but eventually you know people changed the way they work and and there were new jobs created and now maybe all jobs will go away but other new jobs will appear so like let's some positivity and yes comfortable chairs aren't comfortable with chairs the cushions, get the, the upholstered furniture back in the room and we'll throw cushions <laughs> all over it yes i yes. like it um peter ingersoll has I've been playing with ChatGPT this weekend. It's a, incredibly good at writing code, by the way. Um, I confess I've not done it, but I've watched videos and talked to people who have, and it really does appear to do a pretty good job. Uh, he said, "I this weekend I used ChatGPT to create code snippets that let me control aspects of the block inserter to work to my liking. So definite thumbs up for Peter. It's obviously saved you a load of time and maybe... Um, some learning that you needed to do. Okay, with that in mind, let's pop the next story out. Actually, I'm going to sneak something in very quickly, uh, and that is this website. I don't know if you've come across this before. This is called WP Cody. We mentioned it a little while ago. This is this is sublimely clever. So what it can do all sorts of things for for you. Uh, it's AI, but it allows you to not only create code snippets. So for example, you can click here and give it a text prompt. Say, I would like to um, give me a function. And we did it live a few episodes ago. We typed in, give me a function to show all of the posts with the category of, uh, I don't know, uh, fingers, um, but omit the first two posts. And you click go, 10 seconds later, it did it. And Mark was on the call, and Mark is a, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a coder. He knows what he's doing. He had a quick look at it. He said, yep, that'll work. And, and it, it took seconds. But not only can it generate the code snippets, it can also explain code snippets to you in English. So you paste a code snippet in, and you've no idea what it means, and, and it just writes text. It said, okay, this function is to show you the posts with the category of fingers, but it's going to miss the first two. You can also modify code snippets. So if you're taking something out of, I don't know, you've been on an internet search and you want it modified, but you're not sure where to do it, you can do that. And it will also explain error codes as well. Um, and yeah, I, I think we've made Chris so fed up. Look, he's uh, he's decided, you know, maybe, Chris, maybe Chris was AI. Maybe he's glitched out of he's glitched out of the matrix. Look, he's just just disappeared for a moment there. But that's that's a really cool website. WP Cody. Yeah, it is. it is. It is that URL. A perfect learning ground if you don't know uh, if you're not sure and you just want a little bit of reassurance or you want to build something yourself. But this piece of news hit me just in the last hour or so. So I, I'm genuinely not. I haven't read it properly. Let's put it that way. But PineGrow, which is a word, well, it, it's a SaaS service. Uh, he's back. Look, is uh, the, the Matrix has returned. Uh, <laughs> we were saying you got so fed up with the conversation about AI. You just just take a break. <laughs> Go and have a coffee. Um, 
this is a it's a WordPress page builder. It's also a SaaS app, but it allows you to create WordPress pages. It's not like Elementor or Beaver Builder or whatever. You know, you don't drag things in. You have to interact with the code a little bit more. But this week, they've launched AI integrated into their page builder. And when you go down, so it's explaining how it all works and what it's good for and all of this. And then if you, you get further down, it tells you, okay, you've got to have your own API key, just like all these other services for OpenAI. So you've got to pay for the, for the prompts and things. And then we get to the meat and the bones of it. And it's, so it's things like this. Write the text, add a button for downloading the portfolio. And guess what it does on your website? It adds a button for downloading the portfolio. And it goes on, there's loads more examples down here um, where it explains the kind of things that you can do. So it can wrangle the CSS for you. If you're not that familiar with CSS, it will do that for you. It will also, <laughs> so this is why I think maybe we need to be a little bit concerned because, you know, jobs and all that. Right at the bottom, you can generate the whole page. So imagine this. You say, create a detailed prompt for instructing AI assistant to build a beautiful homepage for the Smelly Pets website with <laughs> Tailwind CSS. Smelly Pets offers great grooming services and organic pet care products. The AI assistant comes back with your page. And at this point, I'm going to go and start a commune somewhere. Uh, you know, game I over. I want to join the commune somewhere. Yeah, far. nice. We'll go and we will never mention AI, and I will never carry water. Um, Dominica will <laughs> Dominica will join you as long as it's not in the United States. That's right. So, yeah. yeah, we'll get we'll That's get the correct. dates right. We'll use all the correct types of units for yeah yeah. Um, but this is don't you think this is amazing? So it I really didn't get time to look at it, and I probably will in a more more of a deep dive next week. But here's an AI built into a page builder where you can write text to achieve what you want to achieve. And I just think that is utterly, utterly amazing. So I've now talked for ages. Over to you. It's like a DJ making electronic music. You know, you still got to mix it and, uh, and iterate nice. and, and then throw the party. Yeah. And I, I just want to add to um, Dominica's point earlier, you can't send AI to a WordCamp for you. <laughs> true yeah 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 this is it's pretty stunning you're going to find this at docs.pinegrow.com um I to be imagine... fair though is that a beautiful page yeah right uh to i, I gotta say about pinegrow now i'm not a big user of pinegrow they are not in that space of click drag it's perfect. It, it's kind of more of a coders page builder, if you know what I mean. I think you've, you're in charge of doing the 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 creation of the CSS and all of that. So yeah, that there is maybe that. But no, I agree. That's uh, that's something else that they typed in. You see, well, I don't, don't really know. Uh, you can also explain the code, as we said a little while ago. Anyway, go check it out. It'll fit the images yeah. for you. Define blocks and make blocks editable. Just goes on and on and on. This seems, yeah, pretty cool. It's docs.pinegrow.com. Michelle, Dominica, anything you want to add? It, it's uh, it's very interesting to watch and see where this all goes for sure. <laughs>
Yeah, I totally agree it's, with that. It's still in its infancy, but it's one of the. It's like um, what's that that TV show or that movie Jack, where like the little kid was was Robin Williams in the fourth grade. Like it's it grew up so fast, right? It's still in its infancy, but it's a fully bearded adult man. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a Twilight baby. Twilight yeah. baby yes. grew very fast too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I still get what but, you're saying. Speaking of AI, have you all seen Chris Badgett's images he keeps throwing out there on Twitter? Like no. he is a nin- he's a ninja warrior. He's a knight of the round table. I don't know. Like he, I think you're like flying through space in some of them, Chris. Like you have shared some really amazing images. <laughs> is it that's from Imagine? That's I'm using Aaron Edwards' Imagine uh, tool there, and I think that's that's also an interesting thing. Like what makes those good is two things. One, you have to train it. So you literally have to upload 30 pictures of yourself and then you have to have these awesome prompts, which is what Aaron's tool does. And then once you learn how it thinks, like how to do those prompts, you can start mixing and matching and come up with these crazy concepts. But the human is still there, like directing the show. Yeah. You know? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Can I? Can it's we like... see some of these? Have you got any sort of lying around that you could show? I'd... I do. Just give me a minute to uh, p- pull them up. Yeah, it's okay. Whilst you do that, you mentioned... Um... You can share your screen. There's an icon uh, below the... We've never done that, actually, have we? I don't think we've ever had anybody else share the screen. So let's just fingers crossed that it works. Um, Whilst you do that, he was talking about using um, a plugin called Imagine. Um, There was a podcast episode that I did. I think it went out on Thursday last week with the founders. It's Josh and Aaron. Uh, Perfect. Here we go. Now it's going to go like recursive like that i thought oh no that's it we got it great okay is it can you see it yeah if yep. you i don't know if you can zoom in a little bit oh yeah can, sure yeah <laughs> so this is uh whoa you look like you're a movie star check right? you out <laughs> i actually have there's like 600 of these so uh <laughs> wow my, my daughter did this one so <laughs> There's the astro. I know oh, I, like the one, photo. I like the one with the hair and the beard, like the prince's <laughs> hair and then the beard. Uh, my mouth, my mouth is open. I am in awe. That this is amazing? truly amazing. Oh, <laughs> see, see what's happened to Bob's me. Burgers. I swing, oh, swing from Claus. one side to the other. So tell us how this works again. You download the. Is this a plugin or is this an online? Is this like a SaaS version of their service? This is a imagine.ai so you um so you basically have these models and then you can do a I, I think I used all my prompts so I can't do one. Oh yeah, don't my... worry, but yeah, you you type in something. But see he's got all these presets so that you can then um you can do one of these presets but then you can uh, modify the language to, like the one where I look like the cowboy, I actually like modified that. I said, told it to like make me look more muscular and like a giga <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, You uh, can truly be yeah, what you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is uh, but this is the beauty of it. The beauty of it yeah. is the prompts here. So like Aaron has finally crafted the prompts to you know really spit out something amazing. 
if you just try to tell it to do something on your own, it's probably not going to come out that good. So you upload multiple images of presumably just you, if, if this is what you're trying to achieve, which is, the, yeah. I guess this service is really trying to get give you back pictures of yourself. You yeah. upload a whole ton of pictures of yourself, then click those and, and it will insert the the cleverly written prompt on your behalf. Yeah, then it'll give you like six variations of that. So these are like, you know, this is Chris as Santa Claus six different times. <laughs> <laughs> they, for those of you that are listening to this, I do apologize. This is so visual at the moment. But what we're seeing is just row after row of pictures, which are clearly Chris. But they have that kind of Hollywood... You know, when you look at a Hollywood poster for something like the Avengers and it, and it's kind of drawn, but it's very accurate. We're looking at a hundred different, hundreds of different variations of Chris as Superman, as a cowboy, as I don't even know what that one was, but as a king, as an astronaut. And it's just crazy. So, Chris, I've got to ask, when you got these back, when you started to see these pictures come in, what did it? Like honestly, what did it make you feel like? Was it like, oh, I'm pretty. I like pretty, the lion. I'm pretty one. cool. The lion <laughs> I, I one doesn't felt... look like a lion. Yeah. Like doesn't look like Chris. It just looks like a lion. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I felt like it was a cheat code on being a graphic artist because I'm not a great designer, but now now I can create these kind of designs. You know. Yeah. That is absolutely phenomenal. For those of you that are listening and not watching. Honestly, go to this part of the podcast and have a little look. So this is Imagine, and it's spelt in a funny way. It's I-M-A-J-I-N-N. Um, a, a jinn in Arabic is like a phantom, like a ghost or something. So they've kind of played with words genie, there. Genie, yep. Yeah, wow. Genie. These are great. <laughs> they, they really are, aren't they? Um, and now I'm highly jealous I'm going to have to lay down the, what is it, 29 bucks or something like that to get you? Yeah, it's very, your... it's very cheap. You can get like 300 or something for $29. <sighs> I'm going to go and make myself, for the first time ever, look cool to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go in and... I'm going to go in and do me as you, Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) About, I don't know, it's probably about two months ago. uh, It was Halloween. It was was Halloween. Halloween. Michelle came on the podcast, but her camera was switched off and we didn't quite know what was going on. And then when she finally put the camera, she dressed off as me. She'd got like a gray wig and got some glasses and put on a little beard. And it was hysterically, I mean, I actually would have dropped a glass of water properly at that point. But I um, it was it was, was really fun. really funny. So you could do things like that with this, couldn't you? You genuinely mm-hmm. could. And maybe there's some concern there. You know, you could make yourself into somebody else. But whoa, they are super cool. Mm-hmm. Chris, thank you for showing us that. I'll yeah. I'll add that to the the show notes um, as well. And over here we've got Rob Cairn saying yeah. this is amazing, Chris. Yeah, it truly is. Really really cool. Mark's AI persona was on the call. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Um, and this week I trained chat GP, a chat GPT instance to provide tarot readings a lot less expensive wow. than they, those late night. Oh, <laughs> Megan, send me a link. I, I want to know how my travel to Asia is going to go. <laughs> I, and I want to know, right, because this will seal it. This will seal it for AI. If the AI predicts correctly 
what's gonna happen we can all give up i am calling it on the plastic chairs it's, you know if it knows what's in the future we are truly doomed uh, but what fun, what fun. But Chris, you Absolutely. threw something in the show notes just before we started the call because yeah. they're doing something else, aren't they? The guys behind Imagine, Aaron and Josh are doing something else. So what you're looking at is a press release that Chris sent to me. So it's um, it's not a web page, but what's this? Do you know? I'll put the uh, web page in the, pr- in the chat as well so you can pull that up. But basically it's a um, uh, WP, I want to make sure I say it right. Uh, let's see here. Looks like wp.dots.chat is the URL, at least, anyway. Let me throw that up quickly, actually. Let me just... Boy, that site loaded quickly. Wow. Um, okay, it's basically so I've got a way to, to ask... It's, it's kind of like documenting the WordPress core code itself, and then it's going to... So instead of being trained on, like, chat... GBT 3.4, whatever, was trained on the internet up to 2021. And it was, you know, um, there was some human curation in that process as well. This is specifically fo- focused on the WordPress core code base. And it's uh, laying the groundwork to be used within the WordPress community. So, for example, if I wanted to deploy a chatbot on my website that to help people find their answers of how to add some custom functionality on top of lifter LMS or, you know, figure out some core WordPress function or something like that. It can, it can do it. Is it free to use? I'm, I'm literally typing in. It just launched today. So, Oh, it's really hot. How do I, how do I add a chat bot to my website? I'm going to put that in. I mean, obviously, that's got nothing really to do with WordPress. It, it also shows the sources, which is cool, which I think you mentioned in some, some earlier. Yeah, in the we'll, tool. So, we'll come so on to that can, in a moment. But it's thinking the at the moment. So this is WP dots. Sorry, WP docs dot chat. Yeah, I asked it a dumb question. Um, I, I'm going to play with that and see what I can come yeah. up with for woo for next week. But that looks really cool. So it's for those people wanting to explore the WordPress code base. It does feel as if it's got a little bit of an overlap with WP Cody over here. But I guess you're asking it more open-ended questions. Man alive, Aaron and Josh are on a train ride with this, aren't they? They're just mm-hmm. killing it with all of that. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing is like the... So sort of like we see in the search engines, it's like, a, and just like the profile picture thing, that's like a whole niche that we were just looking at with my stuff. Um, it's like a arms race to see who's going to win. Like ChatGPT may not even be relevant a year from now. It could be something else. Or what's Google going to do? What's what's uh, Apple going to do? What's Facebook going to do? Um, I think we're going to see a lot of change happening really fast here. And yeah. there's just a lot of players. Like this is just so early days even though it's been around for a little bit, uh, it's going to evolve fast. So by pure coincidence, I did release an episode this week on WP Build. Uh, it's episode 314. And it, 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 although it says, imagine adding websites, you see what I did there? Imagine adding websites to your web, imagine adding images to your website with AI. I cannot speak. Um, so I released a podcast with them. It's Josh Daly and Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Edwards. And it's all about that. But this is about their WordPress plugin. So the bit that Chris just showed you about creating lots of avatars of yourself, that's not the same thing. This is about 
being inside the WordPress editor, a bit like we talked about with WordPress.com a minute ago. I don't know why I'm pointing all of a sudden, but I'm doing lots of pointing now as clearly <laughs> this matters. Um, the... <laughs> The whole the whole premise is that you get. I'm going to stop pointing. Stop, but hold the desk, Wrigley. Um, that you get a, a, an option to create these images inside of your WordPress um, block editor, for example. You know, you're creating a post and you want a featured image. It will do that, all that stuff for you. So go and check that out. But also, go and check out double chat WP if you want to explore the WordPress code base, right? We're sort of rounding out. Let's finish off with a few bits and pieces <laughs> as if we've had enough of AI. <laughs> There's more to come. This is uh, exactly what Chris was talking about. This is the, the race, the headlong race to get some kind of AI into our search. Now, I don't know if any of you guys have played with it, but over the last few weeks, towards the end of January, um, Microsoft invested $10 billion into OpenAI, and OpenAI are the people that are behind all this chat GPT stuff, with the express intention of putting it into their Bing search engine. Now, I haven't used that. I haven't seen how that's going to turn around. But this piece, which I thought was really interesting, was how, how disruptive this could be. Now, I'm kind of used to the whole Google way of doing things where you go to google.com and you type in a search and it spits out link after link after link after link. And, you know, there's a lot of work done to make sure that the link that gets to the top is the, probably the most useful link to you. I don't know what I feel about getting a kind of chat-based response. You know, if I'm looking for a pizza place near where I live, I think the links is great. That's just probably what I want. But if I want to know why did, I don't know, why did um, Hitler invade Poland or something like that, I want, I want a more narrative answer. I probably don't want um, a bunch of links and then I've got to go to each of those websites. I probably want it to just give me, give me the answer. And so that's where I feel this is going to fit in. So I don't know if you think this is going to disrupt search. I don't know if you would make use of that, but... Let's just talk about that for a couple of minutes. Do you think you would use that kind of search? If you asked it a question, you want the answer back, or are you happy with the way that links are being handled at the minute? And the added, I guess a good overlap would be back in the day when I started using the internet, before Google, if you wanted to search something, you had to go to directories. So Yahoo was literally a set of lists of web pages and it didn't help you at all. You just had to go and find something that might help you and then go to it. And at the time, that felt like, well, that's, that's what search is. Then Google came along. Oh, oh, no, shiny. That's what search is. And so I feel maybe that's what's happening here. And is ChatGPT going to eat Google's lunch? Discuss. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say uh, the other night I was making... Uh, so I needed a recipe for scallops and I just went to chat GBT because I personally have a disdain for recipe websites because of all the pop-ups and, and, and the ads and everything. And it's so hard to find the recipe. So I was you just, can so jump I asked, to recipe. Always. There's always a button. There's not <laughs> one. So, jump to recipe. That's the best button. It's like the Netflix skip the intro. It's the same. <laughs> My daughter actually just showed me that. I, I didn't know I had blindness to that, that jump thing, but. Uh, I think it just depends on the search. You know how like you do like an image search, a video search. Um, 
I think AI is just like another vector of search and it'll it'll get integrated within the results of the mm-hmm. other SERPs, search engine result pages. But um, I think it's more a question of integration than one disrupting the other. Because I may want to know what the best pizza place is in this town just by name. Or I may want to Google map it. I, I may want maps or yeah. I may want reviews. So like it's just, it's uh, it, it's like a lot more... Um, a lot, a lot more, a lot more texture to what you're getting out of the output. That's that's what AI brings but, to the table. Uh, so, a friend asked, or a friend sent me a Chat GPT generated bio for me, which had me working at places I've never heard of before. So clearly, didn't work there. I'm just imagining if you've anybody has ever seen the Friends Thanksgiving episode where the two pages of the recipe of the cookbook get stuck together. Yes. So the trifle oh, yeah. like bananas, yeah. vanilla pudding, meat, mashed potatoes, peas, and then like lady fingers at the bottom. I'm imagining that your your scallops could be like, and then add vanilla and brown sugar. <laughs> <laughs> that that episode was so good. If I remember rightly, because it stuck with me, she was making a trifle and then she got yes. to the layer of beef. <laughs> yes. But Joey loved it. That's the he thing. Did. He did. Joey he loved did. it. He yeah. finished everybody's leftovers. So. <laughs> yeah. His character is so great. I love his character. Anyway. So, um, yeah, so I think the thing about Chat GPT is just make sure that you read everything before you either implement it, post it, or cook it. <laughs> I think, I, I honestly think Google are a bit worried about this, though. I, I think there is a transformation possibly waiting to happen. And if, if a, so, I think we've all gone out to find pizza joints, right? We've all done that where we, we want the information to come back. And obviously the interface for that is a map or something like that, a bunch of links. But I imagine I imagine there'll be a transformation. If you can go knowing that it will answer your question very specifically and give you a narrative answer back. So in my case, you know, uh, how do I make tacos or something like that? And it will give me right off the bat how to do it, but not not a link to a website which tells me how to do it, but here's how you do it, then that's cool. That was a stupid example because you can obviously find that somewhere else. But, you know, tell me about moral philosophy in the in the 17th century. I, I have no idea what that means. Um, then it might be able to give me something useful back. And rather than going off searching for it, the, uh, you know, it will, it will do this for us. So with that in mind, and I've mentioned this a couple of times, so forgive me if you've heard this before. I just think this product is really, really great. So I've stopped using Google and I've started to use, um, I've started to use another search engine and it's called Neva. I'm really, really happy with it. Uh, I definitely think that if you if you're into this, you should give it a go. It's not free. Well, it is free. There's a free version, but the good stuff I think comes on top of um, comes on top of fifty dollars a year, I believe it is. So it's not a lot. It's five less than five dollars a month, but it's pretty good. They're going to throw that AI in because I'm in the UK and not in the US. It hasn't been made available to me, but I've seen people playing with it and it does exactly what we've just described, but it annotates it with footnotes. So if you, for example, say, um, tell me about moral philosophy in the 18th century, it will say, okay, this bit of the text came from Wikipedia. This bit came from philosophy.com. This bit came, and so in that way, you can see how the AI has built it up. And if something turns out not to be true, you know, the layer of beef in the lasagna, 
you can go and find why the AI thought it was, and you can then tell the AI that's not true. And so hopefully over time it will get better. Uh, get better. But also, look, this is kind of cool. Look, it's sucked up my Google Docs over here. So inside of the search engine is all my Google Docs. Now, obviously, Google's got that, right? But Bing doesn't. But now this does. It can also integrate with things like Slack, so it can find all of your Slack messages. So you can search for all of that kind of stuff inside of here. It's really cool. It's called Neva.com, N-E-E-V-A. And I think they're getting quite a lot of attention uh, in the search engine community at the moment. They seem to be popping up on all sorts of news outlets that I wouldn't have expected in the UK. So, yeah, there you go. And that's all I've got. I have nothing else. I'm finished. It's not quite true. We've got a new part of this show <laughs> called... <laughs> oh, I don't even know to carry on with this, Michelle. Should I do it? It's called What's on Nathan's Head? <laughs> and it goes like this, right? The other day I got a cupboard and it, it went there. And it just so happens that when I looked at my picture, the top shelf completely aligned with the top of my head. So each week for the last few weeks, I've put something on top of my head. And you have to guess, guess what it is. What is on top of my head? Have a guess. Come on, quickly it's now. A, it's a towel. It's, a cloth it's not a towel. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a bed it's, You're in the right. You're in the, no, it's not a bed it's sheet. A blanket. It's, it's a, not it's a, a blanket. blanket. It's Okay, Girl? I'll give you a bit of a clue. Bit of a clue. It's a dressing it's, gown. It's, it's a no? hoodie. Jumper. It's a hoodie. Michelle gets it. <laughs> guess <laughs> what? Guess, and I haven't said it in a while, but guess what the hoodie says on it. Hold on. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It says Beach Builder Summit. What a thought. So unexpected. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you go. Add. Add more to the tally. It's a page builder summit hoodie. Michelle gets the gets the award for this week. I'm gonna finish off this episode adorning myself. No, I'm not. Forget that. It'll get wet if I put it there. Uh, right, that's it. That's all we've got time for this week. I have been hopeless at carrying water. This, I think, will be called Tiny Plastic Chairs with No Cushions. We'll see. We're not on um, screen, so if you want us to wave, you got to bring us back. No, I'm sorry, Michelle. <laughs> that's okay. There we go. Um... <laughs> there we go. Right, so that's it. I think the... Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but I think the final tally for Page Builder Summit mentions came in around 227. Oh, I think that's about right. <laughs> you, you, you're AI. That's that's just bad maths. That is bad maths. It was way more than that. Uh, join, us for the page, <laughs> join, us, join us for the Page Builder Summit next week. One more time, 200 and whatever. Uh, but thank you so much, Michelle Frechette. Thank you, Dominique. Milkshake. Milkshake. <laughs> and Chris Badgett as well. It would be lovely to have you back on the show at some other time in the future. But for now, you don't know about this. Uh, we all wave. We I'm do? so sorry. It's so humiliating. I know, but we make that into it. the... There we go. We make that into the show notes. We will see you next week. Thanks for anybody who gave us some commentary. Really appreciate it. Take it easy. <laughs>